0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you
1: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be ever-pleasing in your sight, our Lord and Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I want to wish all you mothers out there, mothers-to-be, surrogate mothers, those who nurture others with a mother's heart, a happy Mother's Day. I have to confess that Mother's Day is not a favorite day of mine. I always used to say to my children, and I continue to do that, but they're grown children now, uh, be nice to me every day, not just on Mother's Day. (laughs) On a more serious note, some of you may remember the news reports about Kayla Mueller, the 26-year-old aid worker from Arizona who was killed by ISIS. In Syria earlier this year. Upon reading the reports about her life from those who knew her well, I discovered that the reason she went to Syria was that she was drawn to help after learning more about the situation in that war torn country. I also read that while she was in captu- captivity, she befriended the guards, she taught them different crafts, one of which was origami. And one of the persons imprisoned with her said she did ordinary things in extraordinary measures. She had many discussions, of course, with her mother and her pastor and her friends about the mission work she was doing there. When Kayla was asked what kept her going in this work, she was quoted as saying, I find God in the suffering eyes reflected in mine. If this is how you are revealed to me, this is how I will forever seek you. She wrote a letter, she wrote home in a letter that after she was captured, she drew comfort from her Christian faith. And she said, I remember mom always telling me that all in all, in the end, the only one you really have is God. I have come to a place in experience where, in every sense of the word, I have surrendered myself to our creator because literally there was no one else. By God and by your prayers, I have felt tenderly cradled in free fall. While at home with her parents the day before she was to leave for Syria for the last time, her mother was holding her hands and told her how worried she was about her and how much she was going to miss those hands. A few hours later, Kayla appeared with a plaster mold of her hands and gave them to her mother and told her, now you will always have me with you. Not knowing what lay ahead, those plaster hands became a Mother's Day gift that will be cherished forever. Kayla was a woman who acted out of love for others with an abiding love for God. This is the kind of abiding love that Christ speaks about in our readings this morning. The past several weeks, we have been focusing on the farewell uh, discourses Jesus delivered to his disciples over supper together on the night before he was crucified. He was attempting to prepare his apprehensive followers for his coming death. He also wanted to reassure them of his continuing love and presence with them afterward. In the Easter message, Jesus discusses with his disciples how the church should live after his physical departure. And that message is important as it, is, as it pertains to our lives today. Jesus told them, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Abide isn't a word that we use every day. It comes from the Greek word meno, meaning to dwell or to remain with or to stay. I believe Jesus is saying that we are to stay with him. Be receptive to the presence of God in ourselves and in others throughout our lives. To love as Christ loved us. We will never find what love means if we start from the human end. We must start from the cross, where we see the love of God poured out for all humanity. Cynthia Bourgeau, in her book, The Wisdom Jesus, reminds us that Jesus died for, meaning because of and on behalf of, the human condition and its collectivity. Not because we're bad or sinners. He died in solidarity with us because he loves us and gave his life to help pull us through difficult human conditions, to empower us to live within our human flesh as he himself had lived. In the hours before his crucifixion, Jesus talked to his disciples about the extent and nature of his friendship with them. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. Jesus then said that the greatest love a person could have for his or her friends would be to die for them. Most of us are not called to die for our friends. But what Jesus is saying about friendship is that if you would be willing to die for a friend, there would be no greater love. I think most of us know the specialness of the kind of friendship that Jesus is talking about. To be graced with good friends is indeed special. It is a relationship without constraint. You don't have to care about a friend, but you choose to. You have no obligation to tell a friend how you feel or what your hopes and dreams are, but you choose to do so. You want to share your life with that person even as they want to share equally with you. A friend could leave you at any moment, but will not, and neither will you leave them. This is the kind of friendship Jesus had with his disciples, and the kind he envisions with us. He loved them unconditionally. He chose them and wanted them to know this. He told them, you are my friends. There was no turning back not if he loved them. The source of all this love is God the Father. Jesus was obedient and was one with God the Father throughout his earthly life. He kept this connection with the Father through prayer, through loving communion. Even when he felt abandoned in the garden in Gethsemane and at the cross, the cup was not taken away, and yet he still obeyed by going to the cross. Jesus trusted the Father who abided in him. They were one. We can't do this on our own, and neither could the disciples. And as Jesus spoke to them about his leaving, he said, I will ask the Father, and God will give you another advocate to be with you forever, the Holy Spirit. Jesus would not abandon the disciples, and Jesus does not abandon us. If it is the spirit that sustains us, guides us, protects, and leads us to the truth. Friendship goes both ways. We have to be a friend to have a friend. We need to respond to Jesus' call to friendship by taking the time to nurture our relationship. We meet Jesus in one another. We do that in church and in community by being attentive to the needs of others we also continually deepen our relationship by spending time in prayer with Jesus, by listening to that small, still voice, and by studying the scriptures on a daily basis. We belong to the risen life of Christ. Although we live in a world where much of the news is dominated by accounts of injustice and cruelty toward one another, There is evidence of the love about which Jesus speaks. The story of Kayla's life is one shining example. Jesus didn't come with an easy message. He set the worldly powers on their ear. He turned the tables upside down with his message of unconditional love and friendship toward one another. He was a rebel, and he showed by his own life and death a new way to be in the world, but not of the world. Many of us are transplants. Most of us move from place to place. The national average is ten moves in a lifetime. For various reasons, we not only change locations, but also move from church to church, parish to parish, and denomination to denomination. In all this, we struggle to stay connected to the abiding love of Jesus so crucial to our Christian walk. When we moved here uh, from New York to Massachusetts 25 years ago, it was a difficult move. We had lived in New York for 27 years and raised our children there. I had just been ordained and had a good job and I was feeling very sorry for myself. I was leaving my good friends behind and venturing into the unknown. As I look back, the main thread that held it all together was going to church that first Sunday morning here at Trinity. And one little aside, in, in New York, it's our church in New York at St. John's, we had very dear friends named Ann and Don Geary. And the first people we met on the walk coming up to Trinity was Ann and Don Winslow. So God has a wonderful sense of humor. The service was familiar, the people were not, but it didn't matter. We were warmly welcomed. The Spirit was there. I felt part of the community of saints, and and I held on to that, and it has sustained me since then. I have learned over the years that we are sometimes called to let go of all that is familiar and known, and to trust God. Jesus' commandment to love one another as I have loved you is a call to true friendship, one that lasts for a lifetime and follows us wherever we go. For several years now, I've been facilitating a Bible study meditation group at the prison. We read the lectionary for the coming Sunday, and then we discuss it. We ask the participants to identify a word or a phrase that speaks to them. One young man said after reading today's gospel lesson, the verse that moved him, Was You did not choose me, but I chose you. It spoke to him because he said he realized that even though he had made some very bad choices in his life, Jesus loved him anyway. Even if he didn't choose Jesus all the time, Jesus chose him. And Jesus was his friend. And he said that blew him away. It is inclusive. We are all chosen to go forth and to bear fruit that is the promise to all of us here today jesus prepared his disciples for his departure from the earth he called them his friends an intimate and loving way of being with them always he promised his spirit would remain with them forever and he asked them to share the spirit of truth with others in that friendship to reach out beyond ourselves beyond our churches, beyond our communities, to spread the good news. Jesus did not call us to judge others. We can leave that to him. The new commandment is a call to love as Jesus loved us. Kayla, tenderly cradled in free fall, abided with Christ to become the person God was calling her to be. And as we abide with Christ, we become the person that God is calling us to be. I'd like to close with the words of a hymn by Simeon, a 10th century Byzantine Christian monk that is especially moving to me. We awaken in Christ's body as Christ awakens in our bodies. There I look down and my poor hand is Christ. He enters my foot and is infinitely me. I move my hand and wonderfully my hand becomes Christ. Becomes all of him. I move my foot and at once he appears in a flash of lightning. Do my words seem blasphemous to you? Then open your heart to him and let yourself receive the one who is opening to you so deeply. Where all our body all over every most hidden part of it is realized in joy as him. And he makes us utterly real. And everything that is hurt, everything that seemed to us dark, harsh, shameful, maimed, ugly, irreparably damaged, is in him recognized as whole, as lovely, and radiant in his light. We awaken as the beloved in every last part of our body. Amen. Amen.